Once again, another great entrance and once again, another great intro right here on the main event talk. Now, just in case to those of you that know what that entrance is, I don't have to explain a damn thing to you. But for those that wonder what that song is, the song is entitled Broken Dreams. And that used to be the old entrance song. For a man that we know quite well as the WWE Champion, who is celebrating a birthday today. I'm talking about the WWE Champion himself, Drew McIntyre. Before I go ahead and get into my intro and everything else like that for the main event talk, let me talk a little bit about Drew McIntyre. Uh, as I said, today's his birthday and you heard the intro and everything else like that. I've been a huge Drew McIntyre fan for uh, quite a while. I'm going to have to say since probably um, almost 10, 11 years ago. When I first saw him, uh, I know he was, uh, he was tag team partners with uh, another, great, um, uh, another great wrestler by the name of Doug Williams. I, th- I think it was Doug Williams or uh, it-, it was somebody from England I was trying to remember. So, anyways, Drew McIntyre had uh, developed a good reputation. He was a great talent. He was part of um, FCW back in the day. And then, all of a sudden, his star was uh, on the rise and everything. And then I remember seeing him in the WWE in 2009, winning the Intercontinental Championship. And then he was selected by Vince McMahon himself, and he would be known as the Chosen One. And, well, Drew McIntyre's career around, I would say, 2010 and 2011, 2012, didn't exactly go as planned. And then, of course, he was in the (laughs) ever-infamous, the ever-famous, if you will, of 3MB that consists of Jinder Mahal and Heath Slater, or as I like to call him, the worst rock band in the history of professional wrestling. (laughs) And ever since then, all I've ever wanted to see in Drew McIntyre is for him to break away from the pack and go on his own so that way he can become a star and he can do what he has to do. And then he was released from the WWE around, I think it was 2013, 2014, I believe. When he was released... He went to several different promotions. Uh, I, I know some were, I think it was Evolve Wrestling. And then, of course, he went to Impact Wrestling. I mean, he won titles all around the world. And he even became the Impact Wrestling World Champion and did what he could over there. And then it was only a matter of time before the Chosen One would return to the WWE. And I said that if Drew McIntyre ever chooses to return, he would go and start all over again. And if he goes, he should go to any. NXT. And sure enough, my prediction and my prophecy had all came true. Drew McIntyre appeared over NXT and he started his career off all over again. So much, in fact, that I still remember when I first saw NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. And when I saw the match between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode, who at the time was the NXT champion, my prediction was that Drew McIntyre would become the NXT champion and he would be Bobby Roode and sure sure enough the prophecy came true and it happened of course there were um, there was something else that happened after Drew McIntyre became champion but that will be a story for another time 
And ever since then, Drew McIntyre had won. Cha- he's won the NXT Championship, and then he would move on to the main roster, where he would win tag team gold, and he would try to do everything in his power to destroy the Shield. And Drew McIntyre started becoming better and better and better. He would be known as the Scottish Psychopath. And then in 2020, this year. I made the prediction, I said it from the very start, that this would be the year of Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre went on to go over to the Royal Rumble. And I made this prediction. I told everybody, even on my podcast, I said that Drew McIntyre is going to go into the Royal Rumble and the first person he will definitely eliminate will be Brock Lesnar. And when he eliminates Brock Lesnar, it will be his time to shine and it will be his time to go to WrestleMania and it will be his time to become WWE Champion. And sure enough, as I said before, the prophecy came true. When Drew McIntyre came in, Brock Lesnar had threw out every single individual to get his opportunity to become the first man to eliminate all in one night. And Drew McIntyre stopped that. One Claiborne kick, and Brock Lesnar was immediately eliminated. So that means Drew McIntyre had an opportunity. Not only did he win the Royal Rumble this year, he would move on to take on the WWE Champion at WrestleMania, and, as I stated before and I'll say it again, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Drew McIntyre is the WWE Champion, and he defeated Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania And ever since then, Drew McIntyre has been on a tremendous roll. Now, we're going to get into Drew McIntyre in just a moment. And we're going to get into Backlash, obviously, because, you know, we've got a lot we need to talk about. But nonetheless, the main event would like to go ahead and extend a huge happy birthday to the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. And... As I stated before, Drew McIntyre has a great title defense happening this coming Sunday. Well, not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday at WWE Backlash as he defends the WWE Championship against the almighty Bobby Lashley, which we will get into in just a moment. But once again, happy birthday to the Scottish psychopath himself, or, or as he calls himself, the sexy Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. Happy birthday to you, and hope you're having a great time and everything else like that. So, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the return of the main event talk. Last week was my return. This week is a follow-up. Now... In this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, obviously we got to talk about NXT in your house. Oh, I'm sorry, NXT TakeOver in your house, which is taking place this Sunday on the WWE Network. If you guys get an opportunity to check it out, get it while you can. It's happening this Sunday. And also we're going to talk a little bit about Backlash and everything else like that. And also, on this episode, this episode is actually now... Well, for this one reason, this episode is entitled, it's called the Main Event Talk Slash Thoughts Podcast, which means I have a a very important message that I have to put out. And this is uh, one of these messages that that does need to get out. And more importantly, it's something that, you know, everyone's talking about. And, you know, I might as well go ahead and chime my two cents in as well. So I'll get into that in just a moment. Now, before we get into this whole thing involving what's going on and everything else like that, let me see. I had, you know, oh, come on. (laughs) You know how I I had something in, in the palm of my fucking hands? I don't know where it was. 
you had it in your hands and all of a sudden you lose it. It's like, what the fuck and everything? Because obviously there's a few things we definitely need to talk about, including uh, one of them is definitely, oh, here we go. <laughs> it, it was right in front of me all this time. What the fuck, you know? But anyways, we're here to talk a lot about what's going to be happening this coming Sunday. And you know what's going to happen this Sunday. Now, just in case you don't know what's going to happen this Sunday, I just mentioned it. You know what it is. And just in case you don't, here is what's going to happen this coming Sunday on WWE Network. This Sunday. This Sunday. I cannot wait for a takeover in your house. The Queen, Charlotte Flair, battles Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai in a Women's Championship Triple Threat Match. While Finn Balor goes head-to-head with Damian Priest. And Adam Cole looks to shatter Velveteen's dream of becoming NXT Champion. NXT takes over your house. That's right, in your house, NXT TakeOver. And this is the first time that... um, that I can recall that something like this has ever happened, especially when it comes to uh, In Your House. Now, anybody that knows the In Your House events, I mean, this, this used to be one of the multi-pay-per-views that they used to do a long time ago. It was back in 1995. They did this thing where I, I remember watching the In Your House pay-per-views. The first one that came out uh, was back in 1995. It was over 10 years ago, as a matter of fact, where... Actually, no, it wasn't 10 years ago. I'm sorry. It was 25 years. It was 25 years ago when they first did this In Your House deal. And what they did was uh, it was a two-hour event, right? And in this event, you had um, they were actually going to give away a house. I'm not kidding. They were going to actually give away a house. This was back in 1995. This was back in a time when the WCW was uh, getting all WWE and everything else like that. And then they also went ahead and uh, what did they do? Uh, Let's see. At the time, WCW had WWF superstars. The WWE or WWF at the time was developing new stars along the way. And they were developing superstars in 1995 back to guys like uh, Shawn Michaels, backs like Kevin Nash, who was known as Diesel at the time, Razor Ramon, uh, the one, two, three kid. Um, There were so many, Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, There were so many great superstars I remember in that era. They were called the new generation. And it was basically a new group of superstars who, you know, pretty much ditched the whole 80s routine and they wanted to get into something more new. And this is exactly what took place. In Your House was one of those favorite pay-per-views. And they had several, several In Your House events that I remember back in the day. Several from 95 to 96 to 97. And then, of course, back in 1998, that's when the whole In Your House thing was starting to fade away and everything else like that. Now, word is, and I think everyone's heard about the rumors, everyone has heard that, well, I remember Todd Pettengale. <laughs> he, he used to be the, he used to be the report. If there was a guy... Everybody remembered. I remember my, uh, Todd Pettengill back in the day a long time ago. He was around since, uh, I think, 93 in WWF all the way into, I think, 96, 97. And that, I think that was the last we heard of him. And then I thought at first, I thought I thought Todd Pettengill was a part of Monday Night Raw. 
but instead it was actually Michael Cole. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not that's not Todd Pettengale, it's like Michael Cole. And that was the first time when I've ever seen Michael Cole and everything else like that. But this was around uh this was around two thousand I'm sorry, this was around nineteen ninety seven when I first heard heard about, you know, who this individual was and everything and when this in your house event actually started. But anyways, uh let me get into In Your House, if you don't mind. It's going to happen this Sunday live as it happens on the WWE Network. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm I, I'm just looking at this message right now, and it's a message from Homestar Runner. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually viewing all this stuff while I'm going through my phone and everything. So let me see if I can get into NXT TakeOver in your house if you don't mind to find out some of the matches that are going to be taking place tomorrow on um, the WWE Network if you hadn't had a chance to see it uh, supposedly there's a, a newer version of the WWE Network um, I don't see a difference I really don't <laughs> and that's because I have it on TV and everything else like that but anyways let me see if I can get into let's look at all the matches that are going to take place in your house this Sunday, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Going to take place over, originally it was supposed to take place over at the Winter, well, okay, it says here at the Winter Park, Florida, uh, Full Sail University, that's where it's going to take place. So, let's see if we can, uh, where, where the fuck is it? Okay, something's wrong here. I'm trying to, look. I, I see the events here, but... They don't show the matches. Why don't they show the matches? Production, references. Okay, that's just it. Uh, okay, apparently they don't have any of the matches here. Okay, something's wrong here. Let me see if I can look for... Uh, well... <laughs> I was trying to look for the list of the matches that they have, but apparently they don't have it here on the, on the, winner, uh, on the Wikipedia, so... You know, I'm just trying to look through this and everything. I mean, all the matches are supposed to be here, obviously, but they haven't put it together yet. Not that I know of, but sheesh. Okay, okay. Well, let, let me go ahead and, you know, since I have pretty much some of the matches here in my possession, let me see if I can, you know, get right into it because, you know, we gotta we got to get this thing up and running before you know it. Now, as you know, let's... Wait a minute. Actually, oh, crap. <laughs> I think I can do this. Let me see if I can. Uh, okay, that's not it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm taking a little bit long with this. I'm trying to find um, the matches, the actual matches that are taking place uh, this Sunday. I wonder if could they show me? No, that's just the the logo. I need the matches. I want the matches. I need to see the matches for crying out loud. Show me the matches. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay, so this is what's going to happen. Okay. Now, <coughs> I think here's a, a list of the matches. I'm checking it out over here on the WWE website. Well, actually, it's uh, the CBS WWE News website and everything else like that. So, one of the matches that are going to take place is a six-woman tag match. It's going to feature Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart to take on... Cha um, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, 
Um, this is obviously going to be a tremendous match, and it's going to be the first match probably that's going to take place at WWE's uh, NXT TakeOver in your house. Uh, well, my prediction on this one, I would like for Mia Yim and Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart to win. I think that that should happen. I'm, I'm, I would go with that. But for some odd reason, uh, Candice LeRae has been on a tremendous roll, and not to mention the fact that she's been doing a lot of crooked things. Dakota Kai and um, Raquel, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, you know, they've been on a tremendous roll, although uh, Dakota Kai has been in some sort of losing streak in some way. But we'll see what happens this coming Sunday at NXT TakeOver. So the main event is going to go ahead and go with Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. We're going to see how that happens this Sunday. Check it out. The main event's going with that one live as it happens on the WWE Network. This one is pretty much a dream match in every way possible, and I can't wait to check this out. The Prince himself, Finn Balor, will go one-on-one against Damian Priest. Now, this one I'm definitely going to be looking forward to for two reasons. Number one, you got the future of NXT and Damian Priest, and number two, you got the past of Finn Balor. Now, Finn Balor has been going through a lot of changes in the past several months, ever since he returned to NXT. Now, I've digged the Prince, and I love what he's become. And I said it from the very, very start, that this man right here, Damian Priest, would be the future, and he would be the man to go high and go into many places as much as he can. So the main event is going to stick with the gun, with the game plan. And the game plan goes a little something like this. While Finn Balor... Obviously, he's still focused on getting his hands on Walter and getting his hands on the WWE, or now it's called NXT, uh, United Kingdom Championship. Damian Priest is looking to take the head off the Prince. So, as much as I like Finn Balor, you can go with Finn Balor. You can stick with the Prince. The main event is going to go with the Priest. I'm going to go with Damian Priest. I think Damian Priest is the future. I think Damian Priest has all the potential in the world. And he is a mega rock star waiting to happen. So, I'm looking for Damian Priest to not only pull off an upset, he's going to pull a major victory over Finn Balor. Expect that to happen this Sunday, live as it happens on the WWE Network. Now, this is something that I know the world is definitely going to be checking out, including myself. Tommaso Ciampa to go one-on-one against Karrion Cross with Scarlett on her side. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Scarlett is a modified version of Sable. But I'll be honest, I think Sable is tremendously gorgeous and tremendously hot. But, I, uh, but the difference is, and, and, and let me, <laughs> I know some people are going to probably freak out when they hear what I'm about to say. You got Scarlet on one side, you got Sable on the other, they both practically look the same. I would fuck the living shit out of both of them. There's only one difference. You'll find this part very, 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 very funny. You know why? I would want to have kids with Charlotte, Scarlet. And not Sable. <laughs> There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Don't worry. Don't figure it out. But don't tell. Don't tell Carrie uh, and Cross, or he might kill me. But anyways, Carrie uh, and Cross and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. This is gonna be um, a match of you know 
Wow, this is sort of a, a flip side things when you think about it. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, if I think about it, Karrion Cross is pretty much like Tommaso Ciampa. Just, just by the attitude and just by the way he presents himself. And I, I've followed, I followed Cross's career for a long, long time. And I've been a huge fan of what this man has done. After all, I remember him when he was uh, Killer, Killer Cross back in the Impact Wrestling times. And uh, I always felt he should have been Impact Wrestling World Champion a long time ago. But whoever dropped the ball on that, eesh. You fucked up, you screwed up. Now the WWE is going to give Karrion Cross an opportunity. Yeah, carrying Cross, an opportunity to pick up the ball and run with it. Because he's going to go up against not only a former NXT Tag Team Champion, but also a former NXT Champion in, in um, Tommaso Ciampa. So in this match, I, as much as I like um, Tommaso Ciampa, I'm about the future and I'm about to see things go a little bit crazy. I'm going to go with carrying Cross. It's got to work out this way, and uh, I don't expect Scarlett to really get involved unless she chooses to, unless it happens. So we're going to see how this goes tonight between Tommaso Ciampa and Karrion Cross. A lot of people want to go with Tommaso Ciampa. The main event would, too. But I think the main event will stick with Karrion Cross along with Scarlett tonight. We're going to see what happens tonight at WWE's uh, at NXT TakeOver in your house. Now, one of the championships will be decided tonight as the North American Championship will be decided as Keith Lee goes one-on-one against a former NXT North American Champion in the form of Johnny Gargano. Now, you know, I still like Johnny Gargano. I'm not exactly sure about where this whole power couple thing is going on between Johnny Gargano and um, Candice LeRae, but this is going to be interesting. I'd like to see how this goes. I'm not, you know, some people may think that Johnny Gargano is going to go ahead and take the title away from, you know, Keith Lee and everything, but I don't think that should happen at all. As a matter of fact, with, with what's been going on around the world and everything else like that. So the main event is definitely going to go with Keith Lee for several reasons. Number one, I think it's a bit too soon for the title to be lost. And number two, I think Keith Lee still has a lot to offer. But this feud between Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano is going to get mega interesting and mega hot. I dig this. Especially when you got Mia Yim on one side and Candice LeRae on the other. Although I doubt both will be at ringside when this match takes place. So the main event is going to go with Keith Lee to retain the North American Championship at NXT TakeOver in your house should be tremendous. Now, this one, uh, another interesting match, and a match that I'm, I'm very curious, and I'm wondering where this is going. The NXT Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair to defend the championship against the former champion Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Now, now let's, I'm going to stay for the record, and I know everyone is going to agree with me on this one when I say Charlotte Flair should not be champion anymore. That title needs to come off her fucking body. She needs to leave NXT and stay where the fuck she is because she didn't really do anything much for NXT anyway. And I'm not talking about years ago. I'm talking about now. Okay? Now, to me, and a lot of people will agree upon this. 
Charlotte Flair, to me, should have never have won the championship at WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley should have had that moment. Rhea Ripley should have been the one to, to not only beat the best that NXT has to offer in Charlotte Flair, but to take her on at WrestleMania and p- pretty much plant the NXT name right there at WrestleMania. That didn't happen. That didn't go down as planned. So what happened? Charlotte Flair went ahead and did exactly what Charlotte Flair does best. She's the best women's champion in this industry. And whether anybody likes it or not, you can agree with me, you can disagree with me. Charlotte Flair is unquestionably the best women's champion going today. I know some people will think, oh, come on, man, you're fucking crazy. No, it's true. You can hate You can hate the name because she's daddy's little girl. That's Ric Flair's daughter. You can say that whatever, whatever, however you interpret it. But how I see it, Charlotte Flair is still the best woman's wrestler going today. Becky Lynch isn't on top anymore, and we know why. We all know why. Charlotte Flair right now is the best woman's wrestler going today in this profession. Now, Rhea Ripley has an opportunity to rewrite history and take back what is rightfully hers. Take back what she, in her mind, never lost. Now, obviously we're talking about Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, but we're forgetting one person. Io Shirai. I have been waiting to see this woman to become champion for a long time. She should have been champion when she should have been the one to defeat Shayna Baszler at the time when she was NXT Women's Champion. But Io Shirai went through a transformation. Io Shirai found herself in a whole different perspective and the fans got behind this very unique individual. So now, as far as I'm concerned, nobody wants to see Charlotte Flair retain the championship, so we get that out of the way. There are some people that will go ahead and get behind Rhea Ripley, so we'll go with those people and say Rhea Ripley's going to be the champion. But for the main event, I'm going with Io Shirai for three reasons. Number one, Io Shirai's time has been too long, and NXT TakeOver In Your House is the time for Io Shirai to become the champion. And number three... Hannah Kimura. That's all you have to know. At NXT TakeOver, triple threat match for the, Sma- for the NXT Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair defending the championship against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. That's going to take place this coming Sunday on the WWE Network. Check it out while you can. Now it's time for the main event of the evening. It's going to be Adam Cole. Bye-bye. Defending the NXT Championship against the Velveteen Dream. Yes. Now, I know there's some people that are probably thinking in their head, everybody knows about Adam Cole possibly leaving the WWE, and some people are speculating that he may go to NXT, he may go to AEW. Here's the thing. Number one, Adam Cole is a tremendous talent. Number two, if you're, if you're stupid enough to think that Adam Cole is going to go with AEW, you're out of your fucking mind. I don't care if his lovely girlfriend, Britt Baker, is there. I don't want, and I don't think anybody wants to see Adam Cole at AEW because Adam Cole's not going to get the same treatment he got in the WWE or in NXT to be exact. NXT right now is his proving ground. NXT is his playground alongside with the members of the Undisputed Era. 
And Adam Cole has held on that championship for well over a year at 365 days. And no doubt he's somewhere around 367 or 70, 370 days as we speak. But will he be the champion this coming Sunday? Because now he has an opportunity to hold on to the championship just a little bit while longer if he can defeat the Velveteen Dream. But in this match, supposedly it's going to be some sort of a cinematic match. Now, I admit that I am not the biggest fan of the cinematic matches. I like the Boneyard match. I thought that was tremendous. The Firefly Funhouse match... And then you had the Stadium Stampede match, which I thought, um, what? Uh, what the hell was that? And then Money in the Bank was okay with all the ridiculous perks and everything else like that. That's fine. But now we're getting into an element that we've seen before. Now, in this cinematic match, obviously it's going to be a cinematic match between the Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. It's going to be a backyard brawl match, I think that's what, yeah, parking, no, back lot brawl. Now, this was a match I remembered almost, um, I'm going to say 18 years ago or 17 years ago. Remember when John Cena took on Eddie Guerrero for the United States Championship and took him on in this very same type of match? Remember that? That's what it's going to remind me of. That's what I see. So, in this match, Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream have faced off against each other before at NXT. And the Velveteen Dream did lose. Did lose, but because of the Undisputed Era. And you also have to keep in mind of one other person involved. And I'm not talking about the Undisputed Era. I'm talking about Derek Lewis. Uh, Most of you guys that have seen who this character is, uh, Derek Lewis used to be known as Samuel... Samuel Shaw... He was this uh, guy that I saw in an Impact Wrestling a long time ago, and he looked like he looked like a killer. He looked like a murderous killer. Now he looks, and I'm gonna call it like I see it. He looks more murderous than ever. But he has been playing such a crazy role in this whole undisputed era Velveteen Dream uh, type deal. And you know, I'm not sure exactly where his loyalty lies, and more importantly, I don't even know what he's actually thinking but I do know this I do know that this Sunday for the NXT championship a lot of fans want to see Adam Cole hold on to the championship just so he can stay at NXT but I think and I think this is you know me you know talking I think I'd like to see the Velveteen Dream fulfill his dreams fulfill his purple dreams if you will To win the NXT Championship for the first time in his career and move NXT into the future. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd love for Adam Cole to hold on that championship for a little bit while longer. But to me personally, them, him, and the Undisputed Era, I think their time in NXT is done. I think their time in NXT has been fulfilled. And I think it's time for the Undisputed Era. All of them. Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong, I think their time at NXT is done, and I think it's time that we see them in the main roster. I don't care if they go to SmackDown. I don't care if they go to Raw. As far as I'm concerned, I want to see the future of, of NXT go to Raw. I want to see the Undisputed Era go to either Raw or SmackDown. We know Matt Riddle is in SmackDown, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the Undisputed Era going to either of these of these shows so therefore 
this Sunday for the NXT Championship, Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream in a, pa- in a backlot brawl match. The main event, stick it with the Velveteen Dream. I love Adam Cole. I think he's the future. I think he's the best thing going in all of WWE right now. But I think it's time for the Dream to fulfill his dream and become the NXT champion at NXT TakeOver. With all due respect to Cole, I like him. But it's time for the future to move on. And the future is not undisputed. It's all about... The Velveteen Dream. This Sunday for Adam Cole, Dream Over. And that's what's going to take place live as it happens this Sunday. NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver in your house live as it happens this Sunday on the WWE Network. And I cannot wait to check it out. Oh! And did you guys, if you guys have never heard of the song, you're about to hear it right here, right now. This is the official theme song for NXT TakeOver In Your House. Code Orange doing under, wait, wait a second. I'm sorry. (laughs) I thought I, uh, oh, there we go. I'm sorry. I was about to, uh, I was almost about to put it on, but it didn't happen. But anyways, here we go. Code Orange doing underneath. Yeah. <laughs> 
You just heard the official theme song for NXT TakeOver In Your House. That was Code Orange doing Underneath. And uh, I got to say, I was having a uh, real tough time trying to look for that song because it sounded so fucking cool. I had a chance to hear the album. And man, this... Uh, this band, as a matter of fact, uh, well, uh, I would say they'd be, they'd be on tour with Slipknot, but I guess they're not, you know, during this whole pandemic and stuff. But man, the album is pretty fucking smoking. Um, Code, Code Orange, Underneath's album. If you hadn't had an opportunity to hear it, hear it while you can. Hear it on iTunes and also hear it on Spotify. You'll get a chance to hear it. It's the official theme song for NXT TakeOver in your house live this coming Sunday on pay-per-view well actually you can see it on the wwe network i doubt you'll see nxt takeover on pay-per-view if it ever happens now (coughs) obviously there's a several things we got to talk about and uh, the next thing obviously we got to talk about is let's see if it's here here we go and let's see if we got it. We're going to talk about WWE Backlash for just a moment. And I know there's uh, several matches that are going to take place. Backlash is going to take place this Sunday on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network. And okay. Oh, now they got the matches. Are you fucking kidding me? I asked for it. Now you, you know, you decided to get me the matches. What the hell? <laughs> oh, dear God. There we go. There we go. All right. So. A couple of the matches that have already been taking place and have already going to happen. Let's see here. Jeff Hardy to go one-on-one against Sheamus. That's going to take place over at Backlash. You know, feud's been going on for quite a while and everything. Um, you know, of course, we know about what happened with Jeff Hardy, which I'll probably get uh, into that next week when I have the opportunity. For the NXT, I'm sorry, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, it's going to be Asuka going one-on-one against the uh, Nia Jax. We know about the story about why Asuka's a champion and why Nia, uh, Nia Jax I'm sorry, is the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Also, Braun Strowman will defend the Universal Championship in a two-on-one handicap match as he takes on The Miz and John Morrison. That should be a tremendous match to check up as well. Also for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre, the birthday boy, will be defending the WWE Championship against the number one contender with MVP in his corner, Bobby Lashley. That's going to take place this coming next uh, next Sunday at WWE's Backlash. And of course, some people are calling this the greatest match ever. Others are wondering what the fuck. I mean, I mean, any match is better than Edge versus Randy Orton. We know these two took on each other over at WrestleMania in the last man standing match. And now these two are going to have themselves a wrestling match this coming Sunday at Backlash. Now, next Sunday at Backlash, I'm sorry. I keep saying this Sunday. I don't know why. I'm used to it. Okay? But anyways, my, my deal with this match between Edge and Orton is quite simple. Number one, I'm not going to say it's going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time. But it will definitely get there. I mean, here's the thing. Other people have always criticized about certain things. And then when it actually happens, they're like, oh, fuck. They were right on the money with what they were talking about. Everyone was talking about, um, I, I think it was the women's pay-per-view, uh, WWE Evolution. Nobody gave it a chance. Nobody gave it a chance at all. Now, all of a sudden, people started talking about it and they want to see it again. Now, here's the thing. Edge versus Randy Orton. Greatest match of all time? Yeah, it's very, very questionable. But, guys, here's the thing. And to all the stubborn people, before you decide to criticize about this match between Randy Orton and Edge, realize who these two are. 
realize where they came from, and realize why this could be the greatest match, the greatest match ever. So, as far as I'm concerned, you can have your criticism. You'll hear mine next week when I talk about WWE Backlash. Randy Orton versus Edge at Backlash, the greatest match ever. (laughs) It's still very questionable as to how this match is going to happen, but nonetheless, Backlash is going to happen live on Sunday, June 14th. On the WWE Network, it'll take place live over at the Performance Center and everything else like that. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Now, before I go ahead and go, I just want to say go ahead and follow the Main Event on Facebook at facebook.com slash at Main Event Player. That's my actual Facebook. You can also follow me on my Main Event Talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at Real Main Event Talk. Also, follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at Main Event Player. You can also follow me over on Twitter at twitter.com slash at Main Event Player. Don't forget to check out WWE's Backlash is going to take place next Sunday on June 14th, live on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network. And also check out NXT TakeOver in your house this Sunday. All the matches are going to take place. Cannot wait to check it out. And no doubt I'll be giving you a full report on that match and so much more live as it happens on my Main Event Talk Facebook page. So guys... Thank you for listening to this episode, and I will see you next week on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Now, here's the part where usually I would say something at the very, very end. And at this point, I really don't have much to say about the end but I do know this the end the end the end is such a terrible thing to say but then we see a lot of terrible things that have been happening a lot of things that that I see you know I don't normally talk about what goes on in the world. You know, 2020 will definitely be considered the worst year ever. And the thing is, we're around June right now. You know? You know, I always talk about professional wrestling. I always talk about a lot of things that are going on. You know, things that happen, things that matter to me. I talk wrestling. I talk about Richard's Billiards, and I must apologize at this time for not mentioning Richard's Billiards' name, but their name will be mentioned in due time, but this is far too important. 2020 has unquestionably been the worst year. We've heard a lot of things, including a supposed World War III, which hasn't happened yet. A president who's been impeached, which is probably the best thing we've heard. But even though we've heard about the impeachment, he is still president until next year. And then COVID-19 strikes. COVID-19 strikes on all of us. March 20th was a day I'll never forget. Because it was a time when everyone's lives would change. Everyone's lives. 
We don't go to the store anymore without wearing a mask. We don't go to a store without having gloves on. We have to be hand sanitized every chance we get. And we can't go to our favorite places without ordering first. It makes it difficult for a lot of people. A lot of people all over the world. And despite the fact, despite the fact that the bars are open and despite the fact that the restaurants are open, we're still dealing with the same problem. But now, we deal with a problem that's so bad. We deal with a problem that's so bad it's happening all over the world. And it took a few names to come to mind. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and other people in that particular nature. You know, I... I don't often try to look at the news and I often don't try to look at what's going on. But when I get an opportunity to look at it, it's terrible. It's real terrible. You know, I you know, I remember seeing something similar like this, but with a difference. I put out I put out a tweet and I put out you know, a, a post on my Facebook mentioning it's 1992, but with a big difference. And what do I mean by that? In 1992, at a time when wrestling was changing and the world of music was changing, there was this thing that was going on. There was a man by the name of Rodney King who was beaten down at the hands of several cops and it sparked a riot it sparked riots all over LA fires were burning buildings were torn down and everyone was doing some sort of protests of what happened with Rodney King and it was horrible while some people were fighting for injustice others were looting were tearing down people's businesses and trying to fight for some cause they have no understanding about. We're facing that today. But like I said, there was a difference. And the difference was Rodney King survived. Rodney King survived and got his injustice. George Floyd, on the other hand, he didn't. He died. He died at the hands of four cops. One cop decided to put a knee right on George Floyd and he couldn't breathe. And he died of a heart attack. And at first, the cops were fired. The cops were suspended. And the people were outraged. They didn't want that. They wanted more. They didn't want to see these cops fired or suspended. They wanted more. They wanted these guys killed. Now, I admit that's a bit drastic. That's a bit drastic. Sometimes you have to understand that anger leads to violence and it leads to destruction. And what happened with George Floyd? 
was wrong. And what these four cops did was wrong. And I know that these these four have been given... Um, uh, if I'm trying to remember this correctly... They were sentenced to uh, death, death by something, I don't know. I was trying to remember exactly what, what I saw on television. And then I was listening to an episode of the Jim Cornette Experience. And, they talked, and he talked about Brianna Taylor, a woman who was one of the first responders, um, was over at a house... And these policemen came out and took their house, uh, broke, broke into somebody's house and thinking that, that this was, they were looking for somebody apparently. And then Brianna Taylor got shot, was mutilated at the hands of the police. Her birthday was just yesterday. You know, we deal with a lot of cops that go out there and do a lot of bad things. Now I'm someone, and I'll say this because I can. I don't have any problems with the police, but sometimes with the police, there are police that are good and that understand the rights and know what needs to be done. And other cops just want to be brutal because they can. But you have to understand that Sometimes it's the other way around, also. And what I mean by that is, you can look at a person and said that he didn't deserve to die. You can look at that person and said that this man is innocent. But what do we know about him? What do we know? I mean, this person could be innocent. This person could be good. This could, person could be anything. But what if he was a bad person? What if he was this horrible individual that we got behind? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he died and he shouldn't have died. They put out a hashtag, Black Lives Matter. Now I will tell you this. I am for black lives. Black lives do matter at this point. And it does. And I know there are other people that want to go ahead and hashtag all lives matter. And some people call that hypocritical. Some people call that, oh, you're being offensive. This has nothing to do with you. This has a lot to do with black people. And it does. Black lives do matter. And when I think of the riots back in 1992, I think of the riots now in 2020. But it's not just happening in Minnesota and in L.A. It's happening all over the world. All because of a movement. All because they want justice for George Floyd. They want justice for Breonna Taylor. And while some people, some people decide that they want to protest and they want what's right for these people. There are other people that are out there destroying and mutilating things that they have no business doing. 
There are people out there that are working their ass off every single time to provide for their families, to provide for themselves. And you people decide that you're going to go ahead and trash them because of other people's... This is the thing. We all should get behind our African-Americans. We should all get behind these people because they deserve justice. And to the other people that don't know about justice, that don't know any right from wrong, what happened to George Floyd was wrong and it was terrible. And what happened to Breonna Taylor was wrong and it was terrible. And no doubt there are more people along the way. To the police, some of you need to learn what's right, what's wrong, and what needs to be done. And to all my friends, it doesn't matter if you're Mexican, it doesn't matter if you're black, it doesn't matter if you're Asian, it doesn't matter. Please try to understand a protest is a protest. If you get behind the cause and know what to do, then do it. Don't end the protest with violence, chaos, and destruction. End it on a good note and make sure justice is served. And one other thing, while everyone is getting behind Black Lives Matter, there's one person that's not even here to talk about it. So I ask you, where the fuck is Donald Trump? <laughs>